Hey folks, I just wanted to uh, explain some of the context of these episodes. I recorded much of the, most of these in the fall um, because of the conventions that I went to in the fall and a other malaise in making new stuff. It took me a while to get myself together to actually finish and upload these episodes so there'll be some talk of stuff that happened in the past or about conventions at that time period this is my quick little disclaimer it should be no longer than a minute it won't be on a whole bunch of episodes but on a few days i guess you can just skip a minute once you start hearing this part all right peace so this episode is another one with my friend Chuck Collins, creator of the webcomic Bounce. Um, it's just uh, talking more about the happenings of 2017, along with conversations about Bounce, some of uh, the things he plans to do with it in terms of directions and uh, future future stuff with the strip and the characters we also talk about some of the work he did on a movie uh, that came out this year so if you enjoyed the last episode hopefully you'll enjoy this one and talk to you later i never been at the i had hoes bruh who that chicken motherfucker with the clothes bruh i finna kill these motherfuckers with the flow bruh i'm the best in the game with the flow bruh in new york i merely rock to magnolia i love the east but shout out to every coast bruh south to north and even west coast bruh black and like i'm fresh about retirement my flow still monumental mental couldn't ride an instrumental but they riding dick i set the standards for requirements so call the firemen just me myself and not a world hello yeah i'm here all right, all right, all right. So what's up, man? Not much. What's this? Uh, this is about what eight months later, right? From the mm-hmm. last one, yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. I think we last yep. talked. It was it was uh, actual. Was it pre-Trump inauguration, or, or was that weekend I, or something? I think it was. I think it was. I want to say it was pre-Trump. It was like a week before he actually was president. It was like he was. Yeah, he was elected, but he wasn't actually president yet. Yeah. Right, right, right. He he wasn't president yet, and then we had talked about doing another show, and you said, "Nah, nah, give him the first hundred days." <laughs> <laughs> yeah, oh, it, feel like two, it feels like two years, though. Let's be honest. Yeah, yeah, no, it, it's fun to fuck two years. He feel like feels like he served two terms already. <laughs> That's serious, man. He's already had administration change. <laughs> he doesn't promise to go to war with everyone already. Like <laughs> how many people are we supposed to fight or we get close to fight? There's so many. I can't keep track no more. I can't. I can't. I can't. This dude is the worst, man. You know, I, I honestly I, I just I don't even know what to everything in the world seems so surreal now. It's not based on any kind of reality that I've grown up to know. It's like everything is upside down. Remember, remember in Ghostbusters, in the very first Ghostbusters movie, when the Ghostbusters was trying to convince the mayor how crazy <laughs> shit was going to get in New York, and Bill Murray was like, cats and dogs living together, mass hysteria. 
that should be written in the Bible somewhere and quoted by the prophet <laughs> Bill Murray. Yeah, the prophet Bill Murray. <laughs> a thousand years from now, that's how he'll be known. The prophet. Uh, a Bill thousand Murray. years when hopefully if we ain't completely gone, if the human race hasn't fucked itself over, you know, there'll be or if we go with the Elon Musk kind of future where we actually progress to a certain point, there's gonna be historians gonna look back at this time and say the once great prophet Bill Murray warned everyone in 1984 about Donald Trump and the times that fell on America and the world. Bill Murray. The great Bill Murray. Full name the all the time. Full name. He going he gonna have a monument. It's, the Statue of Liberty is going to be Bill Murray. In, in like, in like 2094. Like that's <laughs> Yo. If I ever if I ever get a chance to like spit like influence a Star Trek writer or something, be like, yo, you gotta put a reference to Bill Murray up in that <laughs> They gotta know about Bill Murray in the future, son. <laughs> Real. Bruh. <laughs> nah, but it, it's crazy because I, I feel like everything that, that has been going on, it, it's it's been like it's not real. Like, they, they, now don't get me wrong. There's, there's all the other shit like racism, poverty, you know, corporate corruption, government corruption, military industrial complex, prison industrial complex. All that shit is real. It's always been there. But what I'm talking about is the way, the train of thought that's out there now. I, I, don't, I don't understand how this new, like, example. Like the the alt left, that's what we call it now. Fam, I'm not call even it the alt them, left. I'm not giving them the time. I'm not giving <laughs> them the. Nah, fam, there is no alt left. B, you don't get to just make up. You don't get to make political that norms up, just because, like, you try to do a bullshit ass freaking press conference in your freaking building with your gold doors. You just gonna be like the alt left. Ain't no, no, fam. No, no, you yeah. don't. You don't get to do that. No, I'm not. I'm not gonna even. That made me mad. I'm like, come on, I'll, I'll deal with. I'll even deal with Antifa because I'm like, oh, y'all just don't want to say anti-fascist though. Like, exactly. <laughs> like you just I, don't want to say the whole name. Yeah. yeah. So wait, hold on, hold on. So 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 here's how the new narrative goes, right? You know, you walking down the street, minding your own business, and some dude pulls out a gun. Not only robs you, but shoots you in your ankle and leave you crippled for the rest of your life. And the ambulance comes to get you because you got a bullet lodged in your ankle. And somewhere off the side, somebody's calling that paramedic a commie bastard because you're helping him out. <laughs> like, that, that's the logic to me now. It's like, that's how y'all really doing this. So if I stand up for any kind of real injustice when it comes to racism, police brutality, or or just your regular running the mill, like, yo, chill with that. That's kind of disrespectful. All of a sudden, I am now an Antifa alt left fringe motherfucker that deserves to be shot and killed. Well, I don't wow. know, man. That's you're, what we're you're black, so technically you're part of Black Lives Matter, so you're part of a terrorist group. Don't forget. Uh, you ain't hear it right, man. I was, I was funny by Soros, dude. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I 
I wish I was for the Basoros. I, I, I so wish I need some of that money right now. Fuck everything else, man. See, hey, I'm the kind of asshole if, if there was some shadowy Soros agent, we need you to go into Manhattan and disrupt the <laughs> Nazi rally being held by the Proud Boys in, in, in Union Square. We'll give you fifty thousand dollars to do it. I'm like, I, I will leave, and you'll never see me again. That's the kind of asshole I am. I wouldn't even, I wouldn't interrupt shit. I'd be like, all right, bye. I don't know. (laughs) I'll be sitting there, be like, yo, so y'all gonna pay me to to do my my Naruto cosplay? Okay, (laughs) like, so I'm gonna get to go dress as a Naruto character, Uh, rally some stuff up, wave a flag around. And did I disappear? Bet. That's it. Let's do it. I, I show up. I'll fuck everybody up and just paint myself blue and look like a, a big old black version of Dr. Manhattan. <laughs> show up, fuck everybody's world up. Like, who this naked blue black man with a weird circle on his head? <laughs> All right, I'm bugging. I'll be stupid. Nah, nah, I'll be real nah. cakes to dress up as freaking um, as Rorschach. It just uh, it really fuck with people. <laughs> and just and you know what? Don't do nothing. Just stand there and look at everybody. <laughs> and then when the, when the agent the agent hit you back and be like, "You didn't disrupt it." I said, "Yes, I, I did. did. I walked right in there." <laughs> it's not my fault. People don't know who Rorschach is. I thought he was popular amongst my people. When Yo, you have you have people of freaking four chair bugging like, "Oh, it's on." <laughs> exactly. <laughs> And Rorschach becomes the, the face of the new old left. You know what I'm Don't saying? Trust them. They're funded by sorrow. you looking for a We got you. Next, you got freaking V for Vendetta guys running around with like fake Rorschachs. Like, oh, Alan Moore's vision will come to pass. Oh, shit. We gonna start an all Rorschach, all V fucking battle right in the middle of Union Square, bro. <laughs> Oh man! But see, as much as we laugh at that, about this shit, this shit is pure comedy gold from my perspective. But when we look at the reality of it, you see, we can laugh at this because we're logical thinking people. A lot of these people just go go off base emotions on shit that they felt that they they're on shit that they feel that they're owed. Like when you look at the whole thing with them marching talking about you will not replace us. So you just gave away the fragility of your entire movement. I know, right? Are you afraid as far as being replaced? That, that's, that's my thing. I mean, I can answer that in, in a lot of different ways. But that right there is the telling aspect of everything. That's where the heart of it is. The Make America Great Again you know, slogan, whatever you want to call it, as simplistic as it is, really just means I don't want to lose my place in society, not just America, in society as a white privileged male. That's all it means. Yeah. It's pretty much, look, none of this shit is complicated. All of this shit is rooted in deep, flawed human behavior. So like you got motherfucking, uh, Massage noir, like fucking misogynist black dudes who get mad every time a black woman does some shit, right? That simple, the most simplistic way of explaining where that comes from is, dude is like, I hate you because you're not fucking me. That is 
all it comes from. It's as simple as it is. They can yeah. try and hide behind feminism them fuck y'all up. Y'all ain't true black women no more. Y'all ain't because, you know, once the prophet blah, 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 Khalid Abdul X Elijah said, you, no, none of that bullshit. You are mad because she's fucking a guy and she's not fucking you. Or she's fucking another woman and she's not fucking you. That's where it comes from. Let's keep the shit 100. So all that shit, when I see it, is childish fucking behavior. Masked with a pseudo-intellectual kind of bullshit going on. So I'm like, nah, I ain't trying to hear all that. It's weird. I stay away it's from the market. Yeah. yeah, it's weird to hear. It's it's, sometimes I think it. it's interesting when I see, like when you say massage Nor, like I'm like, 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 why are you, like how are you trying to help black people get equality if you're trying to keep black women down, that doesn't make sense. When when black women are are, are the ones out here doing it, yeah, <laughs> you know what I'm saying like I haven't seen, you know, any. I've seen a couple. I've seen a couple of black men step up, but when I see a majority of the people getting pushed around, getting yelled at, are black women. When, you, when it comes to some of these rallies, when it comes to, you know, actually making a statement, I all I see is black women standing up and doing this shit. All I see is nothing but, like, when I watch CNN and I watch all these other dudes, fucking Roland Martin and Van Jones, though Van Jones has said maybe two things that I've seen eye to eye with him on. But mm-hmm. the majority of the shit is like, please like me because I'm here. I will say what I need to say so I can still still keep this job. To get to become you know, almost it's, like it's a bigger face, right? It's like his exactly. his his presence on the network since the election being like the let's understand and it's like I get him, like I've kinda said that, but I don't say it from like a peaceful place. I'm like like yo, y'all ain't really been out in these country streets. You know what I mean? Like right. like why are you so surprised at X? You know what I'm saying? Like right. but he's like like he be caping sometimes. I'm like, bruh, like, what are, you, are we not watching the same thing? And you're right, cause I like, I'd rather watch Angela Rye go off yeah. on somebody, cause she's yeah, just Angela, like, yeah, she keep bah, it real. Bah, 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 bah. I'm like, Ooh. exactly, exactly. You know, she she leans more towards like that. You know, I believe in the system kind of thing. I I, I love all faith in faith in the system. But you yeah. know what? More power for her. But the way she come at people, she ain't holding nothing back. She don't give a fuck if she got the job the next day. She going, I'm gonna tell you something about yourself. Yeah. So like that. But this is the problem is a lot of the times. Here's what we don't understand: Black folks have been caught up in this vicious cycle for for decades, where you know they get introduced to they they basically get they get ingrained into the system and. They spend more time playing the, look at me, look at me, I'm a human being, I could be successful, I could be equal, I could be this, I could be that. And will take the shit that people give them, especially, you know, white folks or, or, or other ethnic groups that have any kind of negative feeling towards black folks, and they'll take it just to keep their place. And the moment you say something, that's not even the least bit rude. The moment you stand up for yourself, you're that person. Like, you see, why can't we all be, why can't we all have intellectual discourse? Why do you have to come at me like that? Why? No, here's the problem. You had no regard or respect 
for me as a person before you said the racist shit that you said. So now you want me to have the same for you. Your problem is not what I said. Your problem is the fact that I'm saying it. That's why you're really pissed off. That's why you can't accept, you know, my my particular belief. But it's a it's a danger. The, the thing is, we're caught up in an age now. A lot of word games are being played right now. And what, what's actually all the injustices that are actually happening are getting swept to the side because we're consistently trying to play these word games with people to try and prove our ideologies are more correct than the other. Yeah. You know, it's it's a weird it's a weird time. It's a very weird time. And and you know, I, I like I, I look on Twitter, see some of this bullshit going on, dude. I swear to God, like I said, the only superhero that I would ever want had the, the powers like if so you only have to ask that question like, yo, if you could ever have a superpower, whose superpower would it be? Doctor fucking Manhattan. <laughs> Straight up. I'd show motherfucker troll, I would show up behind him and whoop that. <laughs> because at that point there's no there's no use for logical discourse where i only have 140 characters to get my point across fuck you i'm gonna fucking smack you you're gonna find him <laughs> you're gonna look you gonna look into the, the eternal and be like okay i know where you are exactly i see you, <laughs> you know captain adam yeah. like i'm gonna find you here i am i have mm-hmm. no feelings anymore exactly <laughs> Shit. You know, it's not even the fact that Manhattan didn't even have no feelings. It's just that, that when he realized the world was this fucked up, he's like, you know what? I really don't give a fuck. I'm going to leave. <laughs> and I'm not coming back. <laughs> That's just it. Bye. Y'all can have this shit. Yeah. You know. I kind of miss when that when that book ended. Now mm-hmm. it never ends. Now they ruined oh, it. Oh, God. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry, not like I think about Doctor Manhattan. Now, I'm just like, yo, yeah. you you used to watch? Did you ever used to watch wrestling, like pro wrestling? Oh yeah, yeah. Like this Washman thing is the same thing as like the 1997 Bret Hart screw job. Oh word, bro! Yeah, like I we still that. like everybody still talks about the Bret Hart screw <clears throat> job, and if you watch it like the little joint after it, how like he kirked out on Vince. And like all Vince basically fucked yeah. him over for the championship. Dude, yeah, yeah, yeah. Once I saw freaking Jeff Johns was putting Watchmen like in DC continuity, I yeah. was like, yo, that's wild fucked up. Yeah, dude. That's wild fucked up. Like it made David <clears throat> Gibbons say some shit like, yo. And you know, he ain't never yeah. say nothing. He was just cashing checks. He was like, yo, I'm eating though. Like, yeah. <laughs> but like, real. like he let Allen just go off, get his little his little darts in, you know. And then you see this happen, it's oh. like what? Like, oh. yep, fam. Right. I tell you, like, I'm I'm not a big. I'm be real. I don't I don't collect superhero comics no more. <clears throat> like, I I only pick up superhero comics if if I got a friend of mine or somebody that I know, you know, I'm cool with. That's uh, you know, just just to support them. You know, yeah. like Car- like Kari drop a book, I'm buying it. Yeah. You know, John Boy Mary's drops a book, I'll buy it. You know, and, and so I'm not, but I'm not, I don't follow the story. I just I buy them because I love I like looking at my friend's work. Yeah. But I stopped following it, and, but when I did see that article when they introduce Doctor Manhattan to be the, the the catalyst, I guess of yeah, um, rebooting the universe, 
I, I, I literally, I, I almost cried laughing. You've exhausted so much time into retelling and rebooting these shit characters for damn near 10 years that now you have to dig into something that was held so great and just should have stayed where it was just to <laughs> solidify your own bullshit. Like, I was like, you know what? Never. I'm done. I'm done with DC. I still read. I still got some people there do, like doing stuff I like, but I'm like, to get to this point, them doing what they're doing, like, I'm putting it all like on John's because it's like that's his thing. Right. For some reason, <clears throat> he just likes like building his whole big stuff off of random Alan Moore stuff. But like, it's like, like yo, ten years ago you was the man, homie. Like you was yeah. doing, like yo, JSA was fire, Flash was fire. Like you was doing joints, and mm-hmm. like you ain't got nothing else in you. That all you can do is like. Yo, what what other random Alan Moore ideas back in the day can I like yeah. flip? Like it's like it's like a dude who does remixes, but they're not good. Like you you right. try to make a remix to yeah. a song and you use like <laughs> an old song. It's like it's like that time you heard that one Ashanti remix where oh. like they used the Biggie song, and the Biggie right, song right. was it was a basically a flip of an old song. So you making the flip of the flip. Yeah. So it's yes. like. So like exactly. Watchmen is a flip on Charleston characters, <clears throat> so that's the remix. That's that puffy shit. You like, oh right. yeah, take that, take that, take that. Yeah, yeah, you yeah, get yeah, hype. yeah. And then this right. dude coming along like some Irv Gotti shit. You like, like oh y'all man. just going you you just gonna you gonna sample the Biggie song? Like you ain't gonna sample the barge? Right, right. You gonna sample right. Biggie song and just you gonna have her sing on it? And this is supposed to be, oh okay, oh okay, yeah. No, I, I, that that's the probably that's probably the best analogy I've ever heard. Period. <laughs> you know, I got to put a little rap music into it. You know, I can't. I, I bro, can't keep it playing. <laughs> yeah, of course, of course, bro. Yo, listen, man. That's the one thing I, I, I say all the time. Like, <clears throat> at some point, when you and I talk, hip hop is going to get. You know, even though we don't listen to the same shit, but as as some. Point we're gonna talk. Yeah, yeah, you know, I, I, you know, I still keep it current. You know, I got you over to the bad and bougie oh, side of God. the world. I hate you. <laughs> all right, so I, I gotta make this disclaimer real quick to all people listening. Yes, I do like that song. I like bad and bougie, and it's kind of fucked up because I was dissing the hell out of it. Yes, and it, it grew good. on me because it's good. I go front. I go front. Fuck you. It's like fuck this. It's cause it's good. <laughs> oh man, this is too. But no, I was. I I remember. You know, I I remember exactly when it happened too. Cause I, I happened to be at work. Uh, cause I work down at nine eleven memorial, and I had my headphones on and I was listening to Spotify. But I, I didn't get a chance to, you know, it was on random. Like I had like a playlist and shit, mm-hmm. but it was done, and it came on. But I, I couldn't reach my phone because my phone was on my other station. But I had my Bluetooth on, my Bluetooth headphones, so I couldn't get to my phone. But the song came on. I had to continue to work, and I was like, that shit, that shit is kind of not bad. <laughs> and, then, and at that moment, I was like, I kind of hate myself right now. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, <laughs> mm-hmm. I was so glad when you told me about that. I was like, yeah, that's right. Raindrop. Drop top. Exactly. <laughs> like, it's funny. 
Yo, when 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 me and Cameron were coming down for for Awesome Con, uh, I was, was the first thing I told us is yo, I can't wait to see Junior so I can tell him about that shit. Like, <laughs> <laughs> I was like, yo, you gotta be you're gonna be the first one to know. <laughs> She's still denying it. She knows she likes it secretly yeah. somewhere. She know yeah. it. It was, it was funny is the day after, um, you know, Jamie from Black Girl Nerds. Yeah. We went. We went to. We were going to some some event after the con, and we stopped by to get some food. And we was sitting there eating, and Karen was sitting there making fun of me, like, you know, telling Jamie like, you like that song, that dumbass song. And Jamie, you know, she from down south. She goes, what? That's like an Atlanta anthem. How do you not like that song? And then she was like, oh, you too. Like, <laughs> you can't. And I, I haven't met one person from Atlanta that don't like. Amigo songs, like it's mm-hmm. just that's like, yeah, like it's, it's Amigos. They're amazing. Like, yeah. come on, like, <laughs> for real, for real. Like that's that's just what it is, man. They they, you know, I, I I'm not particularly uh, hot about their fashion choices, but you know, whatever. The blouses, <laughs> yo, that, yo, the fucking. Joe Button's Migos video. I cried for like ten days. Oh my god! Man, Joe Button is us, dog. Every time he gets, yeah. gets around people, it's like younger, and they just say yeah. something he can't. He can't take. He just gets up and leaves. He's like, I can't do it. In that, in that, yeah, in that, in that aspect, yeah, he is. I can't. Like this time, like I could have, I could sit there and have a conversation with you, but if you start sitting, saying some dumbass shit, I'm, I'm leaving. He's just like, I'm done. Uh, yeah, can't, can't do this shit right like as much I'm not a big fan of Joe Buttons, but I will give him that. That shit is actually pretty funny. I, like, Yo, I love it. I love it. I watch oh. that damn show all the time. I'm like, Yo, he be getting so frustrated. Yeah. It's so funny because it's like, come on, just stop doing dumb it's shit. So <laughs> like when we don't, he went off on what was who's the other kid? Little Yachty. Oh. Oh my I god! I love it. Bro. I love it because it was just he got so frustrated. Was, How are you gonna be happy all yo, the time? I, yo, I was like, and the thing that's that's amazing about that whole uh, video was, I see where his frustration came from because he came up in a time in hip hop where the shit was, it was real. Like if you didn't have, if you weren't getting fine financed by drug money you were getting financed by fucking corporate money but and both of them are the same size you know yeah different sizes so you know shit was real now you you put a little catchy beat uh, motherfuckers don't even do albums no more you put a little catchy beat on fucking itunes it goes viral everybody's buying your shit so yeah i don't like little yachty whatever his name is yeah, yachty. yachty i don't like i don't like his shit but Look, if the kid is making money doing his thing, fuck it. This is, you know, know, he had no choice of being born into this fucked up capitalist system. Dude, just do your thing. I'm I'm not going to buy it. But if I'm going to buy it, if he's happy about it, he's making money. What am I going to tell him? No, you cannot be happy. It was like, get the fuck out of here. Nah, it was more. Shut up, Joe. (laughs) When you you really watch the whole thing, his main thing was like, Yo, you're a human being. You legitimately can't be happy all the time. And a, make sure your pun- your money's right, so you don't get screwed when you young, when you older. That was his whole point. And Yadi was like, ah, I don't, point. I don't need to listen to you. I'm getting yeah, money I now. I'm happy. Like I'm like, 
right, 19-year-old. You know <laughs> it's, it's just that, to be quite honest, there's a certain le- – I always say this. There's certain lessons that people will learn from the guidance of others. Like if I tell a younger person, like, look, look here's what happens. Here's an example. If you make this decision, here's how it's going to affect you. And they listen to it and they go accordingly and they don't get caught up in a situation. That's how you learn a lesson through an example. So you don't have to go through it. Then there are lessons learned by actual experience. Little Yachty, Little Yachty, whatever, is <laughs> one of those people that's going to learn the lesson through experience. And there are certain people, when you gauge them for what they are or who they are, you could just tell right away. It's like anything I tell you ain't gonna listen to anyway. So I'm gonna let you do your dumb shit. Yeah, straight yeah. out. Like, that's you know, and, and it's probably the reason why I don't even bother to engage in. I used to like engage in political arguments on Facebook and, and Twitter because you know people are gonna do what they're gonna do and they're gonna say what they're gonna say because they don't have to look at me in the face. So. It's literally like a, like talking to a wall. I'm not gonna I'm not gonna waste my time. I got shit to draw, man. <laughs> like, if I, I I tell people how I feel when I make a comic, and however your feelings get hurt when you read that comic or or you feel positive about it, that's on you. I did my job. That's just it. Yo, who that boy? Who him is? Him that nigga? God, I swear, stand out guy. Him don't need no chair. Well, what a him at, cause nigga, I'm right here. I don't shop at the mall, all y'all just that motherfucker. I'm a goddamn artist. You can give me some markers, and I draw you a closet. And you know that it's golf, bitch, gonna make the deposit. Nigga, fresh to death, like you got dressed in a coffin. Cons overalls and a striped shirt. The boy drips swag like a broken faucet. It's running, nigga, I'm running. Shit, that cherry be the bomb, like he ran in Boston. Won't stop till the cops around him. One nigga jiggy and the other awesome with his fucking face blown off. That's yeah. yeah. how, how is that coming though, man? How's the comic going? How is the rest of the art and and some of the other projects like? Well, where are you at with with bounce right now? Oh man, yo, it's <clears throat> I gotta say it's it's been a very trying year when when coming to the creative end because I, I went through a few things of uh writing one story you know an overall story arc and then having to change that and write something else. And <laughs> I'm not going to name any anything or certain people or certain companies, but a particular company that I was supposed to be doing work for, uh, you know, I had put concentration on that, you know, last year, which slowed the wheels on bounce. And, and then after I kind of got screwed over that, I had to go ahead and reestablish where I wanted to go with it. So, you know, all that, you know, I had written a whole story, an elaborate story. This is during like, right after uh, Bush, um, same Bush, uh, same motherfuckers. Trump was president. (laughs) Um, I had to go through a period of time, you know, to see the rise of this new brand of, racist assholes called the alt-right so as i started to see and then this is this is also during the rise of uh milo milo yannapolis whatever the fuck is yeah. you know uh the info wars crew 
the the Cernovich dude and all these other assholes that started coming out their face. And um, so I decided to make a comic called Bounce versus the Alt-Right. Mm. And the message thing was, yeah, I, I had written out a whole story where there was a, a bar that opened up across the street from the Bouncers Bar. And it's owned by what you would call uh, a new alt-right type movement here in New York which they are, there are plenty of these people, but, you know, but they're the new kind of, you know, the more I, I intellectualize my bullshit, mm-hmm. you know, so Good messaging, they, they got their messaging on point. Yeah. Oh yeah. And they're all, they're on these streets. They, they do the Twitter thing. They, they do, you know, the fucking Facebook thing. They, they, they know, they know. I, I, and I give them credit, which is the reason why they're very dangerous. A lot of people take them for granted. Oh, they're just, you know, a bunch of ignorant. No, no, actually they're not. They know what the fuck they're fighting for. Um, so they open up a bar across the street and the bouncer comes into work and finds like a little noose hanging from the thing of the bar. And, you know, it's just them for shits and giggles. And the bouncer actually goes into the bar by himself, surrounded by these people and actually talks to the manager, you know, and, and pretty much tells them, you know, I, I, I understand what the fuck you're doing. You keep that shit in here. I really don't care about what you think of me and my people and my so-called SJW ways. You could talk all that shit in this bar, outside of the bar and the property you keep. But if you bring that shit inside, you're fucking done. Oh, bring that shit in my bar. That's all I'm asking you. So then it becomes this test of fate between, you know, like the bouncer and then the alt-right crew. That actually made a whole bunch of, like a, a crew. You know, that was like counter to the bouncer crew. So, you know, it was, it was all this stuff. But then the more I wrote it, the more I began to realize that it took away from the original concept of bounce, which was about, you know, the situations that happened in a nightlife at a bar, you know, starring the bouncer that sometimes has social, you know, conscious message or whatever and, and you know whatever i didn't want to i didn't want the, the the comic to become something else yeah and so after i wrote that story i had to re I, when i made that decision uh it was around about may so i had to rewrite the story so i had to slow the breaks again and then after the events of charlotte charlottesville I rethought. I was like, "Nah, I think I need to bring that story back." <laughs> okay. Yeah. 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 I think I think that's a story that needs to get out of there. You know, because uh, it as as his best. I'm not calling myself a professional. It tries my best to write comedy and satire. You know. I, I would do myself a, a disservice and the fans a disservice if I didn't keep true to the times and ignore what's happening because it's the reason why I created Bounce so I can speak on things that I normally wouldn't be able to speak on you know being around certain people but do it in the comic yeah you know so with that so I right now I'm at a point of you know how I'm going to go ahead and do this um, 
but yeah, there's been a lot of it's been a very trying year creatively. You know, I, I've been I've been getting a little. You know, it's funny how people say that they see the bouncer change from the way he looked when I first started to the way he looks now, and it's like I. I kind of, you know, if you you knew how I used to draw, I used to draw the super anime shit. But, yeah. But then when it came to draw, drawing bounce, like I kind of like dumbed it down to like this really cartoony style. But I could only keep that up for so long, so it started getting back into my old regular ways. People yeah. think that I've changed styles and it's got better. It's not the case. It's a, I'm just going back to the way I used to do shit. Yeah. So you know, but I, I like the way it's looking, so I'm gonna keep with it. Um. The what as far as the future bounce, I, I want to make you know, like I, and I've been talk, talking about this online. I want to be able to make you know uh, an animation for it. Um, yeah, I saw that's what that's what piqued my interest. Is like, is is that what you're you're planning to push? At least make a, a goal to like do something animated. You know, just like maybe like a proof of concept or just like a short. So yeah. I guess get that that itch out of you because I know you. Yeah, you're a fully professional animator, and yeah. I don't know if everybody, anybody, if everybody knows it, like yeah, like yo, that's like, that's what you did for. Yeah, that's what I did big, for like ten for, years. Yeah, for a while. Like, <laughs> yeah. nah, it's crazy. Like, yeah, I, I actually do have an itch to to you know get in there and do get my hands dirty. You know, a lot of people. See, I, I ain't trying to raise money and go and get another studio to do the shit. I want to do the shit myself. Mm. That's that's the thing. Uh, you know, it's nothing like getting your hands dirty, dirty and doing the grunt work. Because you know, I mean, that's what I did when I did some of my animated shorts back in the day. I ain't have no help. The only dude that helped me, and special shout out to him, uh, Steve Valdez, who who was the founder of Echo Bridge Animation Studios. Like, the only thing he did was just oversee shit that I did. Like, I would send him scenes. And be like, let me know if I'm doing anything wrong. And he'd be like, all right, fix this. Don't do that. That's hot. That's not. Like, that, that was that was his thing. You know, but apart from that, dude, like, it's it's an amazing feeling, man. Ain't nobody can take that shit away from you. You know, I mean, I get a crew. I, I do, like, a Kickstarter and get, like, you know, a studio. I mean, I guess for longevity purposes, you know, it does get taxing you know like if i if you if it does get picked up or something you know you get a studio to do it but you know for now i, I just want to do it myself you know so and and it's like my plan is not to do um uh an animated short with the hope of somebody picking it up like i i think that's a huge mistake yeah <clears throat> um you think about it, you know, animation is pretty expensive. I mean, if you think about, if you think about the range, let's take, let's take a price from like maybe about eight years ago to do an animated, you know, uh, episode. If you, let's say if we get it outsourced to, uh, you know, a Korean studio, it probably costs you like anywhere between a hundred to $200,000 to get 22 minutes of animation. Right. Mm. So yeah, that, that's, that's money. So, I go ahead, let's say I take a fraction of that. I get like maybe 40 or 50 grand. Well, I'm going to do a 15 minute short, go out and start doing the shuffle dance all over LA, you know, in hopes that I'll get a deal. Yeah. You know, honestly, it don't work like that no more. So that 
in me doing the animation is not within the hopes of getting picked up by a major corporation or or a company or a network. You know, if it happens, that's all good. But they they they're gonna be the ones knocking on my door. I'm not trying to go out there and, and put my hand out. What I think is worth more is you own the property, you raise the money to do the animation, you put it out there for the people. Because not for nothing, the people speak louder than anything else. The people speak, and they like your shit. They're gonna keep coming back. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. And and the more they come back, the more views you get the more your social media or whatever status keeps going up it's going to be undeniable and 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 within that context of like having something like that out there is that you not only um solidify your own space but you create a character or a cast of characters that now become timeless you know what i'm saying like that and that's my goal my goal is to my, my that's my aspect of success. It's not you know the money and all that shit is cool, but you know I I want to leave something behind. I want to leave something behind. Like I you know you think about Sanford and stuff. You think about San, Sanford. You think about you know Red Fox character. That's a timeless character. Yeah. No one could like they, bro. We could be you know twenty years down the line. We still gonna be making Sanford jokes. You know what I'm saying? Like that's that's the kind of goal that I want to reach. And whether it, it comes out by a company like Netflix or something that wants to pick it up, or whether it comes out by me getting dirty and fucking doing it myself, that's what I'm going to do. You know? So I think that's going to be the best way to do it. So now, you know, I've I, I, you know, been talking to a few people to get some help on it, but I want to do a majority of it for myself you know, by myself, you know, and get it out there. So, yeah, that's that's the next evolution of it. Yeah, I saw, like, you was posting, like, how you were doing the um, the mouth uh, mouth movements for the vowels and the um, yeah. syllables yeah. Of, of, of words. And I was like, oh, he's really, he getting in it for real. Like, he getting in the nitty-gritty. He's <laughs> going to all that. Like, yeah. That's, um, that's animation. Yeah, that's animation 101. <laughs> yeah, you know, it's interesting because you see like a lot of people talk about things and how like I want this to be this, I want to make this this. But it seems like uh, in my in my head we're in a weird place because it's like people ask for money because they have these ways to mm-hmm. ask for money, and mm-hmm. it, it feels like some people are putting the cart before the horse. Yeah. It's like, yo, you you asking money for this, but your goal is to be this big thing, and it seems like you're putting all your focus in the big thing, and the little things just like little stuff you got to put out to just, it's I don't know, it's weird, but it's just like, and I don't know if they have all the skills necessary to get get it made. So like you telling me it's like, yo, I'm gonna make this into a cartoon. It's like, oh, okay, well. Well, I know he can make this happen. Right, right. Like yeah. I, I be, like if you ask for money on Kickstarter, right? I'm like, well, he can animate himself. It might take him a long time by himself, but mm-hmm. I know he can actually get this done. Right. Like I'm not. I don't have any losing. I'm like. I'm not like. Mm, <clears throat> I don't know. I don't know if you can do X. Like. Right, right. Yeah, you got high goals. You trying to be. You trying to be Voltron from Jump. Like. Bit pride, yeah. Like, like, <laughs> like, 
Like, yo, you don't even want to be like old Matt Groening. You don't even want to be yeah, like nah. crap. You don't want to be like bootleg looking Simpsons on Tracy Old Man. Nah. Like, or like, was it um, Life is Hell oh, or whatever? Yeah, Life is Hell, yo. That shit was fire. Yes, like, yes, that shit was <laughs> off the hook, man. I love that shit. Oh, man. No, you know what I want, bro? You know, we're going to get back on the subject, but you know what I really want? I want to see an animated movie of the of the far side, bro. Fam, I, I, don't, I don't. Think of it is, it's like. I know he can get that made. You just know he don't want to do it. He can. He can, bruh. I will see, I will pay everything for that <laughs> Kickstarter to happen or for anything. Just take my money. I want to see a far far side either animated series. I don't give a shit if it's a group of animated shorts. Just give me that yeah, shit. I'd, I'd eat it up. I'd I personally, it. I would love to have a, um, a Doonesbury movie. Oh, I dude. used to read the hell out of Doonesbury no. as a kid. No. That was my shit. <laughs> <laughs> he, he get he get sued these days, yo, bro. She made a whole book where where Trump was running for president. <laughs> this shit is hilarious. All the shit he, he all the time she shit on Trump over the years. Oh man. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> oh my god. You know here's a, here's a funny thing, and this is the reason why I say you know going back to what I said, like I would do myself a disservice by not reflecting the times. When you go back. And you read all of the shit that um oh shit why can't I remember his name right now the the creator of of Doomsbury. I know you talk I can't think of his name yeah, right know, right yeah right. I can't think of his name right now I'll, I'll I'll send you a link later I'll look it up but when you look at the way he documented the shit that Trump was pulling in the eighties and in the nineties in New York City the way that he documented it it wasn't accounts that were actually going on in the news it was bullshit that you know trump would have done if he was in that situation that's what made it brilliant it was like dude he would totally fucking do that because we know what kind of piece of shit he is yeah and this is the reason why the trump presidency to me was amazing because here we are voting for a dude who us new yorkers us motherfuckers who grew up here especially during the 80s, got to see this piece of shit be his full-fledged self and not hide it. We know the shit that he's done, the people he associated with, and the lives that he destroyed just being the piece of shit that he wanted to be because he could. So when you see the rise of that dude to get in the highest office in the country, that's... Now, I don't blame him. He's just... He played the system him to get where he's at. I blame the dumbass motherfuckers that voted for him. Because all the shit he's doing now... He been I, doing. Yeah. I don't believe in the whole nonsense that the, the CNN is trying to feed me about the Russia shit. Trying to say that they fuck with the elections to get him elected? No. That was America. We did that shit. No, I'm sorry. They did that shit. I don't belong in that group. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You know what? The thing with the, the Russia thing <clears throat> is... um. Like when, when some people want to say he's a Russian puppet, like to me, he's not a Russian puppet. All I think, right. all I think, all Putin wanted to do is put a little cast a little doubt on the system because of yeah. all the bullshit from his perspective that America has done to him and and Russia. That's right. all he cares. It's just it was the ill revenge play. I'm just gonna make y'all doubt shit and just let y'all fight this out. And I'm gonna look and I'm gonna laugh. 
Right. Like y'all ain't no. y'all so y'all ain't so high and mighty now. Y'all ain't perfect now. Exactly. Exactly, bro. Look, how much how much influence have we had on major elections across the globe? Uh, as, as, man. As, man. Yes. This whole even this whole debate about anti-fascism and this that and the third I'm like can can we as Americans actually say we anti-fascist if we've put fascists in power because they were yeah. against the Soviets and communists, or mm-hmm. it would have destabilized a region for you know x x reasons, and then you start getting into the whole you know cocaine thing in the CIA, and then you'd be like, all the shit that Asia, happened in the, in the '70s and the '80s with fucking uh, the, uh, the Middle uh, East, Latin America, yeah, all shit. Ha- oh come on, bro! Like we can go about that shit days, bro. Like we put Saddam in power. But like, and that's the real thing. I'm like, really? Like, that's why I'm sitting back. I'm like, I'm not anti-fascist, so I'm not. I'm just sitting back. I'm just like, America's fucked up. It's always been fucked up. It's yeah. made fucked up. Like, yep. at its core. It's oh, bro. Listen, <laughs> we can. We, we have been known. We have known about this shit for a minute. See. Uh, for me, none of this shit is surprising. Every time I see some new shit that happens in the news, I laugh at it because, you know, I know. And I don't laugh because, you know, it's it's like actually hilarious. It is in a way. But it's like, it's not because it's hilarious on the level of like, oh, no, look at that. It's because I'm laughing at the reactions I know I'm going to see. Because mm. I'm like, how did y'all not know this was going to happen? All this shit was inevitable. It wasn't a, It wasn't a matter of if it was just a matter of when like what we're seeing now as far as this whole administration and this presidency and all that stuff this was bound to happen this was coming it it wasn't like we let it happen how did we get here motherfucker how did how could we have not have gotten here look at all the shit that happened from leading up 88 up until now how could you not have seen it yeah, so, that's, that's, like, that's when it gets crazy when you really look at things and you could hey let's be honest we only really know a little bit mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. if you know this little bit and you'd be like mm, yeah all this makes sense like yeah. how are you guys so blind like how are you so blind to this they're now making movies and tv shows about how the cia <laughs> made exactly. crack like made, made the drug crisis like, are y'all are y'all gonna not believe this shit no more? When oh, Tom Cruise is playing a new flying play, <laughs> yo, I always say that shit. Truth always comes out, no matter what. There are certain truths that are locked in a vault somewhere, and motherfuckers ain't gonna let out. It's because they got the power and the resources to do so. But every fucking truth happens to come out at some point. Yeah, man. Here's the thing: we all know that Nixon, you know bought upon you know the war on drugs Mm -hmm. you know and for years for years it's like no no there's no we're not targeting minority communities and bringing cocaine and drugs and crack into the community we're not doing that we're fighting against the the war on drugs and this year one of fucking nixon's aides came out and said yeah we did that (laughs) where's the outcry it doesn't exist. We've become so complacent that shit as important as that is no longer a factor. Like, damn, y'all are fucked up. I will work tomorrow. 
<laughs> is it even complacent or is it a whole bunch of people worrying about like the new opioid epidemic? I'm like, why am I supposed to feel so sad about these motherfuckers ODing and nobody gave a goddamn about people on crack? Thank like, you. I was supposed to, oh. I'm supposed to be. How come nobody gave a fuck about the black people ODing on heroin back after the Vietnam War and back in the early 2000s when the when the wire was on? This is the funny shit. Yes, White people yes. love the wire, and the wire is about a heroin ac- epidemic. Mm-hmm. For black Dude. people, <laughs> exactly. And the thing is, here's a funny thing, right? Now you see all these campaigns, like, oh, we have to, we cannot criminalize addicts. We can't, you know. Yeah, you tell that to my 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 late uncle who fucking served the peace just because he got caught with some shit. Yeah, <laughs> he was an addict. Like you talk, you talk to him right now, and you tell him what's up. Meanwhile, you fighting for Billy because he's stealing fucking drugs out your out your cabinet. Mm-hmm. Really, I'm supposed to feel sorry for you. Billy don't get no time, but he get rehab. I'm seeing. I literally so, see ads on the Maryland public television station about not judging people and helping people uh, for the opioid crisis with with that. with football with black football players for the Baltimore Ravens. <laughs> I'm like, I'm like, nigga, what? <laughs> like, on public television? Bam, I feel some type of way. Like, I ain't giving you shit, bro. <laughs> like, oh, man, that is hilarious. Oh, my God, I need a moment for that one. That was. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man, bro. Now, at, at the very beginning of the conversation, what I told you was, this shit don't seem real no more. The <laughs> rationale of motherfuckers, cats and dogs living together, mass hysteria. Yo, That's what's happening right it now. It is, it is. And you know what? They go on another tangent with this football shit. I'm oh, a, man. I'm going to say it out with this. Mm-hmm. I rocks with Colin Kaepernick. Mm-hmm. I respect everything this man's doing. Every stand he took, every time he took a knee. As he rolled with it, as he let his hair grow out, as he was rocking the, some of the coldest cornrows in football history, as he was looking like a real-life Huey from the Boondocks, as he's real. giving men suits, as he's mm-hmm. giving teaching kids about dealing with the police, he's yep. giving money out, he's doing all this. Yep. And how he hasn't talked one bit about playing football. And mm-hmm. I'm seeing... Black folks talking about I'm boycotting the NFL because of him. Mm-hmm. We didn't ask, but y'all wasn't boycotting the NFL when CTE came out, and you know mad black people catching them hits. Yep. You wasn't boycotting the NFL as basically um, they kind of let black dudes do whatever to black women because they can score a yes. touchdown. Yes. Um, yes. You didn't boycott the NFL when there's not enough black coaches, you didn't boycott the NFL. How come there's no black no. owners, no people in the GM, no people at upper levels? No. All these years, all these years, you didn't boycott shit about football. You don't even boycott the fact that our fucking kids play for fucking schools and lose rights to their fucking yep. name for in perpetuity and shit. 
mm-hmm. and play for free, and they work because supposedly they're getting tuition, but they got to go to yes. work every day for forty to sixty hours a week. And how do you have time to go actually yep. go to school when you got to mm-hmm. play a football game because it makes the yep. school like a hundred million dollars in a year? Yep. But you gonna fucking rally for a <clears> man <throat> that didn't even ask for his fucking for the, the fucking play because mm-hmm. he knew what was going to happen. Yup. The fuck is wrong with y'all? Yup. <laughs> Trust me, man. Yo. Yo. First of all, when it comes to the boycott, I'm like, how am I going to boycott some shit I never supported in the first place? I, first of all, I'm not a sports guy at all. Um, I, and I used to work at a sports bar. I knew enough about the game to keep up, but I wasn't that that dude. Like, I wasn't yeah. the guy that, like, I gotta go home and watch football. Oh, I gotta watch this game. I got, nah, nah, mm-mm. No, nah, that was that was never me. Ever since I was a kid, I, I think my my only one stint is in sports was probably you know the the whole rivalry between you know New York Knicks and and Chicago Bulls back in the in the eighties and nineties. I understand that was real shit. You know what I'm saying that Basketball was re- that was life. real shit. You know what I'm saying that's important. That's like, that's, that's like rap important. music that's, that's, that's and, that's and food and culture and fashion. That shit is important. But yeah, you know, for real. <laughs> <laughs> but no, like you know, I, I I was like, I saw all this shit, and I was like, so you mean to tell me you got Michael Vick? You know, you got what, what's the name of that? Ray Rice, right? The, the dude who hit hit the girl in the elevator, his wife in the elevator. Yep. Yep. You got you got him. You got other white boys in the sport that did all kinds of shit. Nobody said anything. Everybody was you know either either people said that they were against it and thought it was fucked up. And he should get suspended or fired and just find another player. Nobody was talking about boycott back then. Or they were on the other side and was like, well, you know, we don't know all the facts. Like the same bullshit fucking narrative that they try to give them. We don't know all the facts yet. I love hearing that. That That is amazing whenever I hear that shit. Like, no, you watched a video of what happened in front of you. But what led up to that? Why did he hit her? Is it because of... Yeah. Oh, no. Yeah. Uh, no. Yeah, like no. he he punched well, her like Ryu is hitting her like a fucking level three super on somebody. He fucking took he took all percent life. He perfect her for nothing. I'm mad at you right now. He perfect her for nothing, B. You nothing. said he perfect her. You know what? That is the statement of the week, man. I'm a perfect yo ass. Yo. That's how it's. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm gonna have to use that in the bounce. I'm telling you right now. I'm sorry. <laughs> no, you <laughs> have that. I hope you put the little energy bar and shit go down. <laughs> <laughs> oh shit! I'm done. Yeah. Oh man, okay. I need a moment. But yeah, like that's you know that's the thing that 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 annoyed me. So like all this shit happens, and these two dudes still have their job, and what they do, they have the audacity to actually speak out on Kaepernick. Yo, that no, shit is wild. That's what, what's the what's the dude? What's his name again? That got convicted for well, he 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 was was uh, charged for, for yes. murder. Murder. <laughs> I had to talk and like Denzel for a second. Murder. Yes. <laughs> <Real>. <laughs> and he had the audacity to get his preacher sounding ass to to get up there and talk shit about him. I'm like, really, dude? <laughs> I know, right? Like. Like really? all it, like when my thing was this was like the when the, when uh Michael Vick when he said what he said I'm like 
Yo, you having flashbacks to when to the way white people hate you for them dogs and what you had to go through to play, but you putting this on Colin Kaepernick and he didn't actually do any crime. Oh. <laughs> Nothing. Like he took a political stance. It's not the same thing. He didn't do no bid. <laughs> like, <laughs> he ain't never been to prison. He ain't do none of that. No. My like the crazy like, and, and, and he grew up with like he was adopted. Like he grew up with like white folks. Like yep. that's what's even crazier. Like you that's white bread as crazy. hell. Like, you're, <laughs> you're not even you're not even like I mean, technically, you know, you, you want to go by that one drop rule, be black, but you ain't real like Like he grew up like in black. the hood black, like he grew up the way we grew up, like you know, but it's, it's 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 crazy. I just don't get the rally part. I'm like all the fucked up shit. That happened in football, but we rallying and boycotting for this. Mm. We're not watching on Sunday for this. All the other. Let's not talk about like cities uh, letting owners build stadiums, not paying no taxes on it, mm-hmm. taking mm-hmm. L's, giving up land, going Dude. into deficit. All this, all the times teams left cities. And fucked up their economy and all this stuff, mm-hmm. but y'all gonna boycott over this and eat like real talk. Yeah, he could probably deal with this like yo, I'm gonna retire anyway. Like I understand his statement. Like yeah. I, I like kind of what he did. It's mm-hmm. just like it's for the people. I'm like this. Like I said, fuck football like three, four years ago. Mm-hmm. Oh, when yeah. I when I saw that CTE shit, I'm like. Oh, they just let people fuck their brain up and people shooting themselves yep. in the chest. When Junior Seau shot himself yep. in the chest, I'm like, yo, it's morally reprehensible to even support this shit anymore. Yeah. Yeah. Like, but y'all gonna do it over this, though. Like, this is. Like, and and, and that's, that's the thing that really pisses me off because I'm like, you know, y'all don't. You, you know this shit is wrong. You know this shit is wrong. You see why he's out here doing what he's doing. And you know what? You may not agree. You may want to be the black dude that, you know, wants to, you know, be like Ben Carson and Amarosa and make all kinds of excuses. You may want to be that person. But the dude has a right to do what he's doing. Yeah. Okay? He ain't going around perfect in motherfuckers. <laughs> he ain't going around getting charged for murder. He ain't making fucking pit bulls fight each other. He ain't raping nobody like Ben Roethlisberger. Got Thank three you. accounts of that shit. Like, come, come on. on, son, really? Let and this is other battery shit. charges. Like, it's, and that's that, that. That's the thing that pisses me off about all that. But you know what? It speak. It speaks to the climate of the country right now. And 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 th- if you notice the same, the, the same way of thinking, the same way of, of of speaking spills into every aspect of what's wrong of this day and age right now. Now, you're going to go and do and, and talk shit on Colin Kaepernick for what he's doing. Meanwhile, you're excusing all this other shit. It's the same thing when you go to uh, uh, the administration and the presidency. You want to talk all this shit about this, but you're doing this. And you know how dirty you are. Yeah. So right now, what, what, we're at a weird, weird crossroad. We're at a very weird crossroad. We're, we're at a place now where... It's not even about 
who's right and who's wrong. There are sides that are now drawn, you know, like either you here or you're here. Because this whole aspect of what you would the, the, the you know liberals like to call the resistance, you know, that that's bullshit. The resistance was always here. We've always said our grievances. We've always we lived in these neighborhoods. We 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 we've always told people how shit was. Y'all didn't believe us. But now when it comes to y'all getting affected by it and your good image, now you want to say something. Yeah. When when uh, Europeans think you're terrible. Oh yeah. When when yeah. Asians think you're terrible in other countries, it's like, oh no. Oh, no, we can't be those people. We're not those people. This is a certain group of no, no. This is what's happening now. So you know, and and anyone who sits up here and says, you know, like, what was it? There, there's this one chick. I can't remember her name. This, this white girl. What was her name? I think Lacey Green or some shit like that. She did a couple of videos <clears throat> um, that I saw on YouTube where she was fighting for, you know, feminism, calling out white privilege and talking about misogyny and all this stuff. And her stuff was pretty entertaining. And all of a sudden, you know, she got on some right wing shit. She was like, I think she was fucking a guy who was in the all right and basically fucked her head and all this nonsense, saying that, you know, we need to listen to the other side. I never got more pissed off in my life. I'm sitting, listen to what? Listen to somebody intellectually try to uh, or give me some kind of pseudo intellectual like explanation as to why you want me exterminated. There is no discourse between you and I at that point. Yeah. Because yeah. I know what you're about. It's not about reaching out on the other side of the table and saying, yo, let's have a conversation. I can do that with someone who actually has some kind of logic thought. I can't do that to people who want me dead and don't want me dead because I did anything to them simply because I exist. It's not going to happen. So, you know, it, it's, th th this is where we're at right now. And when you get to that point, I have to choose a side. I have to choose to say, I'm picking my side, which is the side against you because your shit is fucked up. And they chose their side because they don't want me here. So then now it, 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 it's as simple as that. Now, all the infighting that's happening within the, the so-called resistance right now, you, you got, you know, black folks doing all kinds of shit. Oh, you ain't a real black man. You you gay or you lesbian or you're trans or you're you're uh, you support that shit. You, you're not yo, woke enough. You know, oh, you're not woke enough. You ain't read enough James Baldwin. When you ain't read enough, you know, ISIS papers, you ain't. Yo, all that shit ain't gonna make a fucking difference when they pull up in front of your crib. They ain't gonna care about that. Yep. None of it. So if you're gonna sit here and and argue about that on how black masculinity is leaving, man, shit's been around for since the beginning of time. Don't don't act like the shit is new. Well, oh, if they poisoned the water and made frogs. Gay, so they're using it to do it to us. Get the fucking Alex Jones bullshit out of here.
Ain't got no time, no time, no time, no time, no time, no time, no time. Pop them all. You know what up. Call me up. When it's over. Fam, the whole yeah, you thing, heard about that. <laughs> that whole Come thing with like shit is trying to make black men gay. Uh, I'm like, bro, what? Like, I I can't, bro, what? Like, this I, is what y'all y'all really thinking this right now? Like, we've really devolved because I don't remember hearing this stuff in the nineties, b. <laughs> what happened? Like, the school system got that bad? Like, since I graduated, <laughs> like, Yo. this is where we at. Dude, they are saying that there's a dude who had a chemical, put it in the water system in some state down south, and it turned the frogs gay. So they took the same chemical and they feeding it to us. And therefore, we oh, you want to have a fucking 1,500 comment conversation on Facebook, but you ain't out there fighting for a fucking water system that's really damaged like Flint? Yeah. Fuck you. That's yeah. all I'm saying. <laughs> like, yo, y'all are arguing around on the wrong yo. shit right now. Yo, you know what blows me? And this shit might piss people off. I've seen more black folks condemn Tina Fey than I've seen condemn oh. R. Kelly. Thank you. Bruh. And not for nothing, Tina Fey just fuck off with her bullshit because I saw that skit and I was like, yeah, you know what? You I like I like the skit. Funny. It's funny to me. I, yeah. I, but in the end, I've seen more black people comment on that than I've seen R. Kelly be. Mm-hmm. We got BuzzFeed doing Pulitzer level work on R. Kelly. Niggas <laughs> ain't saying shit. <laughs> and, and, and it's so funny because here's what here's what the problem is. The problem is people hold on to bullshit legacies. Same thing that happened with fucking R. Kelly is happening with Bill Cosby. So you grew up and you liked this dude. So you're trying to hold on to something that made you feel good when you were a kid. That's one aspect. The other aspect is they come up with the whole, oh, well, we can't damage this legacy because they've done a lot for the black community. They, you know, we can't, we can't damage, you know, the image of black folks and yeah. blah, blah, blah. They always no, try to tear the black man down. Every time he gets a certain high, I'm like, but bruh, he's been going after girls since, since Aaliyah in 90, 94. <laughs> Thank you. Like, is, you know what? If if he's doing that shit, he needs to get called out because this movement is too fucking strong to, for it to be tainted with your bullshit. Get the fuck out. We will ostracize you. That's how I feel about it. So if Bill Cosby, who who's done whatever he's done for his, his legacy, is tarnishing it by being a rapist, piece of shit, and drugging people, fuck you. Go over yeah, there. Man. If like you sit here. Being like a, a, a rapist little pedophile motherfucker, you know what? Fuck off and go over there. There's no reason that I should defend you. You stop the progress of my movement. That's all it is. It's yeah. like I can't I can't. I understand where this logic comes from. It's it's you know oh man. I yeah. Oh you get me heated right now. <laughs> my bad, but it's just, it's just interesting like when I see it, because I'm like I'm like, why is why is it and you know what some people say well it's going over here but I'm like in mass if I see something enough that's populating that much right. that I'm seeing it on my timelines 
And not the other thing, which I think is more of a problem. Like, okay, you didn't like a joke. Yeah. But A, all her work is, all X person's work, or, or no, let's say a joke, a, a, a an essay, a thing. I'm not going to like A, destroy this person's legacy because you don't like this one thing versus someone doing an actual act, a criminal act on a repeated basis. Mm-hmm. Like, we've right. now learned that Bill Cosby been drugging and taking advantage of sexually assault women for right. decades. We now know that R. Kelly, we've been known, and you know what, fuck that. I saw the tape back in 2001 or whatever. Yeah, we, we all did, bro. Yeah. They were selling that shit on the corner. Yeah, and I'm saying, in New York, people was like, oh, but I, like, you got you got younger people, and I was like, yo, how'd you see that? I'm like, yo, back in the day, motherfuckers got tapes, and they put that shit right. on for the homies, so I, we know I'm, what the fuck was happening, and we was like, oh, snap, she is 13. This is terrible. Yo, like, <laughs> never forget the shit. I am not gonna, I'm not gonna lie, like, I remember I, I was living in Queens at the time when that shit came out. I went, took the, the bus to the train. Dudes was selling that shit along with bootleg DVDs right sure on enough. Jamaica Avenue. That shit, I remember that shit. That's was, how real it was. That shit was in Fulton. Like, that shit was, <laughs> that shit was an old place. I remember that night specifically. I went over to Homie House. We was about to play the Street Fighter and the, the Soul Calibur. We was about to get it in. All the homies was there. It was like, 12, 15 deep. I was playing. He was like, he was showing me Diablo 2. And he put the tape on. And I was clicking. I was like, oh, this game is dope. And that's, we heard it. I turned around. I was like, oh, shit. She is young as hell. R. Kelly wrong as hell. And I was like, oh, this is his house. Ain't no lies. He was just on the BET load. They had like a BET crib show. And he they showed, they showed his house. And I was like, fam, that's his house. He was just on BET last week. And I was like, <laughs> and I was like, oh. So now, we fast forwarding. We fast forward to 2017 and we hearing about a girl cult and all this stuff. And the fact that this, this motherfucker came out for a minute during the trial back in the day, and it was like, I'm gonna call myself the Pie Piper and I'm gonna wear a fucking domino mask. Dude. And I'm like, Fam, do y'all know the nursery rhyme of the Pop Piper? He's going yes, to steal the children. Like, yes. fam, why are we allowing this dude? How come no one ain't shoot this dude? If 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 Yo. rappers can die, why the fuck ain't nobody kill R. Kelly? And damn, uh-huh. I hope nobody put me in jail for I just said this shit. But I'm just, <laughs> I was just speculating this like, <laughs> like fam, like how are we letting this go? Like, Word. it's weird because then like even yeah, go see. back. 2003 and 2004 is when the Bill Cosby shit first popped up and everybody forgot. Yeah. And I remember it was like, yo, he had the rape charges. Nope. And then Hamill nope. Barrett was like, boom. Yup. Nobody remembers, bro. Like, that's the thing. Like, if you know, it, it, here's the thing. When, when, there's a really huge difference of what you see in the media and when you're actually in the circles. And you start to understand and, you know, like, comedy and how everybody interacts shit gets around yeah see hannibal hannibal made a i don't, I don't even think when he made the statement he knew he he had no idea for the shit storm that was gonna come after it no nope. as a comedian he made the, he it is part of his bit on stage to get some laughs based on truth that he knows about of stuff that flows around the comedic community so he was just like, yeah, that's, that's what Bill do. People thought it was funny, 
But it took one person to be like, hold on. I remember back in 2003, 2004, it was going, wait, let's go back and look at this. Mm -hmm. Hold up. (laughs) Oh, really? Like, see, and and that's what ends up happening. So, you know, look, I I, I just, you know, it's just gotten to the point where all these, all this shit is, is, it's, you can't make this shit up, dude. Now, I could write like a thousand bounce comics. Ain't gonna compare to the shit that we see now. <laughs> shit is like insane, you know. And and I sit out here and I just look at the behaviors of people. What what what? The one thing I will say that that I I still carry from my days at working at the bar is understanding situations and understanding people and the way they behave. And most of the time, I just sit back and watch. And I see people's statements online. I know where the shit comes from. And I don't want to partake. Because there's nothing to it that's uh, real. They're they're spewing out shit because they don't have to look at you face to face. One, that's one factor. The other factor is, you know, they they desperately want their ideology to be right. So they live in a bubble with other people that talk the same kind of shit. And yo, it, it, yo, it becomes a sad state. No, okay. Oh, I'm, yo, I, I just saw this ticker, and this is, this is, I think it connects to what you're talking about, mm-hmm. dude. There's an ESPN commentator. His name is Robert yeah. Lee. He's literally uh-huh. been taken off of announcing the UVA game because his name is the same as the fucking general, the Confederate general. Oh shit! This dude lost his job not because he did anything. Oh shit! This motherfucker's name is similar. <laughs> wait, wait, what, what, what is he a white dude? I don't know. It's just they just say he he's oh, not, not announcing not, the game. Now you gonna have me look for that shit? <laughs> Yo, I'm just wow. so shocked. I was taken aback. I was like, I got like, oh my god, <laughs> like, wow. like he didn't do anything. <laughs> I'm mad. I'm mad. I just typed in Robert Lee, and the first thing that came up was ESPN. Bro, bro, dude is Asian. Bro, dude is Asian. Oh my god, dude, that's this, so up. This is, oh my god, dude, I'm done. I'm done. I can't. I can't deal. I can't deal. This, 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 this is our world. This is where we live. This is where we live. This he is lost where a check, live. dog. He lost a check. <laughs> This is where we live, dude. Because <laughs> his name is Robert Lee, fam. Bro, let me tell you this, man. Something significant needs to happen for humanity. Because if this is all we got, what the fuck, bro? This is, this is crazy. The dude is Asian. And his last name is Lee. And you're going to fire... You know what? I don't even want to read all of it. Uh, uh, yeah, you know what? I, I'm closing that window. I'm <laughs> Man, I, I, was, I was listening to what you were saying, and then I saw that scroll across, and I was like, oh, my God. And you were saying, you know, we're living in a world, and I'm like, this dude lost his job because his God. name is the same. Oh man! I was and expecting to say, oh, man, he must have said something. He's related. He said something. like, nope, that's it. Oh. They thought about this. They had a meeting. You know, they had a meeting. That, yeah, over nothing that. Is the, 
done without a meeting, dude. Yeah, nothing. No, yeah, that, that nothing gets done without a bunch of you know older white guys meeting up, talk about some shit. What a time. And, and and I think I think and I'm I'm having to assume that this is a very neoliberal um, group of individuals that went and said, you know, with all the controversy going on right now, I don't think it's safe for us. Hey, dude, that's how they talk. I'm sorry, I've seen them. I've kicked them out of bars. Yeah, I know man. that's what they do. They sit there and be like, well, you know, some of the things that are happening right now are kind of like, no, 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 stop, like that. The, all that there, there was a, a dude I used to work with um, back when I used to work as a bouncer and, and, and I, I love him to death it was my boy Stevie he used to, this is a very simplistic statement he used to say before we're, we're kicking somebody out of the bar you know, there was somebody fucked up you know, like, you know they, they're standing on a table trying to go into the women's room, disrespecting a girl doing drugs in the bathroom and you know, there, there's always a moment when you get to see a, a, a drunk dude try to expl- explain his way out of a situation you know he knows he got caught in, but has to explain to you why he did what he what he did, and and the reason why you should excuse him for doing the fucked up shit he did. Stevie's response has always been the more simplistic response, and I hold it dear to my heart to this day. And it basically goes, "Stop your shit." <laughs> stop stop your shit all of that just stop it right now get the fuck out there's no I'm shutting your, your shit down right now there's no like you know we gonna have a conversation about this it's just stop it stop your bullshit and to be quite honest that's every time I see people do all that stuff online or I meet people and they talk about all kinds of other stuff the same thing. Stop your shit. You know what the fuck is really going on. You know why you're doing what you're doing. Stop. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like stop fronting. Stop. But uh, uh, I do want to get back because we kind of deviated away from a thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We, we was talking about animation before. Yeah. Yeah. I I, I want to get back on because we started talking about like kickstarters and raising money. Yeah. Yeah. Because then we went off to. Talking about Doomsbury, which got us here. Fuck you, Doomsbury. No, no. There was a point I was going to make when it came to producing animation and, and crowdfunding. Um, and, and it's not just limited to animation, but just comics or anything you're trying to do in general. <clears throat> a lot of dudes get out there and they'd be like, you know, I want to make a thing. So I'm going to go on Kickstarter or GoFundMe or Indiegogo or whatever the fuck and raise money and get it. And that's all well and good because you get the product done. But like if you putting out issue number one and then you coming out with issue number two and you're doing another Kickstarter, I'm like, yeah, nah. <laughs> like you something's deeply yeah. flawed in your business model. Yeah. Like and I and I think that's one of the reasons why I have never explored doing a Kickstarter is because I don't you know I, I don't. I'm not going to be that person. Like, if I'm going to do one, it's to propel the business forward. Because originally that was the concept of Kickstarter. I already invested my own time and money into this, but I need a little bit more to get this going. Yeah, that's what the original business model for Kickstarter was. Now you got motherfuckers. Look, I don't got zero. I got zero cents. I got an idea. Give me money. 
<laughs> yeah, you haven't made anything. You haven't started. Hey, shit. And you gotta like, and you have no like legacy of making making stuff. Like, right. I'm surprised that people. I don't know, man. I'm just. I'm always afraid because I a don't think I have the support, and b I'm like, yo, the rewards will kick my ass. To me, right. I'm like, oh, you got to give rewards so people will give you the money. I'm like, well, shoot, I'll just go get some credit then and do it like um, Hollywood Shuffle. Like, if I'm going to <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Yo, work for Robert Townsend, like, you know, hell. You know, like, it's it's it's, it's crazy because, you know, I, I, I've seen various kickstarters get funded very successful ones and then i see you know what they try to do after and i'm like yeah you know what you ain't planning this out did you you went in there with a hope and a dream and got everyone's money and you ain't here no more i've seen that happen so many times to the point where i'm like i don't even want to start a kickstarter just because i don't want to be that dude but me knowing how the business works, you're going to go in with a business model that will keep shit going. Yeah. You have to plan shit ahead. You know, and a lot a lot of these people did not have that in mind. So, you know, I, I had people tell me, it's like, yo, Chuck, if you want to do an animation for Bounce, you should do a Kickstarter. And I, I've thought about it. I've really thought about it. But if I decide to do so, I have to have the proper business model to put that out there. I'm not going to tell people, look, I'm going to go pitch this shit and I may or may not get it. But give me like a hundred thousand dollars. That shit is not going to unless you work in the industry itself and you have access to resources like producers and investors and everything else. And, you know, the show can get picked up. That's different. Because all that stuff is a process and it takes time. You can have a finished product that should sit on the shelf for like, you know, months or even a year or two years. But people are interested in it, but production doesn't start way longer till after, or a deal doesn't happen till after. And that, that, but that is within the confines of you being in the business. But if you're just the dude who don't have shit before, you don't have no, like you said, no legacy, no nothing, no, no, uh, library of work and you sitting out here asking people for money like you gotta deliver that shit man that's just in my opinion you know but you know it, it, it's I, I know i'll probably get flack for it at some point or i'll probably get a couple of people whose kickstarters did did that shit did happen and people are gonna be like man fuck that nigga chucking about shit and i'm like i I honestly don't care because my life hey, is man. pretty amazing. For knowing y'all, it's gonna be pretty amazing after. But you ain't calling out no names, man. It's so the truth. <laughs> I, I ain't calling out no names. But if you feel a way, then check yourself. If if they if people are listening now and they feel a way, man, man, why Chuck got to be like, check yourself, because in all honesty, you if you gonna go ahead and make shit and try to leave a lasting legacy, do it right. Don't do it for fame. You know what I'm saying? Don't do it for, you know, a million likes on Facebook or on so, so, some social media shit. Do it because you about it. You know? And, and that, that's what my whole thing is. So, you know, they basically 
basically said that the key to any good pitch is you, you're not selling the product. You're selling yourself. You're selling yourself on, on the premise that you can get the work done. Whatever you're going to do, you're going to do. But whoever's, whoever you're pitching to wants to have the faith that what you're doing, that you believe in it to the point that you got there to that meeting to talk to them about it. That you work that damn hard and you're going to put the same amount of work into the product that you're pitching for. Many people don't think that. They get into the shit and they just think, I got an idea, it's going to be hot, give me money. And a lot, a lot of people learn the hard way. So, you know, and, and that's that's what, like, when, when, when doing a bounce animation, you know, man, if the shit gets, yo, I, my life has always been like, if the shit gonna happen, it's gonna happen. If it don't, I make do. Yeah. You know, it, it just, <laughs> I don't, I don't sit there and try to sit there and concentrate on, on what could have been or what should have been or what I'm owed to. I work hard. The shit works. It don't uh, start again. I'll make do with what I got. So in my case, doing a bounce animation is basically like this is something coming from the heart, something that I really want to uh, get out there. And it's like you said, I, I got that itch. You know, I want I want to see characters that I love that I cr- created move on a screen, and I want people to see it and see that hard work get into it that 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 went into it and 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 have a laugh i want to leave an impression i want to leave you know you know they, they see it they they like in their 30s and when they get to you know their 50s and we like yo now nah, that that bounce shit was crazy was when funny. i saw it yeah it was great you know what i'm saying <laughs> and, and, and telling and telling their kids about it that that want to be an animator yo and i was i was like about maybe 20 years ago, I saw some dude do some same shit that you're trying to do now, and that shit was funny. Here, here, here's the old archives on YouTube. Let's see if we can find it. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, and, and that, to me, you know, you leave a lasting impression on a large scale like that. That, to me, is real success. You know? So, I, I, I want to be able to create that with the animation. So, you know, that's that's... That was my piece. That's what I wanted to say before, but we got into all the other stuff. We, we can go back to what? <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Like, I, yeah. I think that yeah. that was necessary to pull from. So I like how um, it seems like you got a good um, a recentering right. on bounce and your goals after the try, some of the issues you had last fall until this point. So basically like a year later, you're like, all right, I know, I know what, what yeah. I know what I'm going to do next with bounce. Yeah, you know. Yeah. I always well, like bounce because think... it was the only, it's the only comic I've really seen out there that was like since I kind of stepped away. I was like, at least somebody shooting them shots. Nobody else was shooting them yeah. shots after I left. <laughs> Sorry, man. Yo, like, I, I know, I, I come from a background where I, I really don't give a fuck. Like it's. That's just how we do. Grow, grew up in Brooklyn, worked the nightlife. You know what I'm saying? You know, there's something to be said when you gotta, when you know, at any given point, you can you can get jumped by like eight dudes, which has happened to me, or you can get a knife pulled out on you. Some bullshit nonsense, some motherfucker gonna say online about whatever ain't gonna really bother you. <laughs> I don't care. I really don't. So, like, that's why I, when I did bounce, I ain't think anybody was going to like it because, you know, 
it's me talking shit, you know, but being a bouncer and talking shit. Yeah. You know, so I didn't think anybody was going to get it, but, you know, people, people started taking a liking to it. And I I love it. I love it. I think that, you know, it, it, I, I I didn't want to make a superhero comic. I didn't want to make something, you know, everybody's doing it. And it's not to say that the people, and there's some people I know and love that's doing this that do the same thing as superhero genre. And that's great, but that's their thing. And they could do it. They could take that mental. So if fans want to see superhero, go buy their shit. You want to see some other shit, you buy my shit. Yeah. Like that's, that's what it is. You know, there's there's way too much room out here for us to do our thing without motherfuckers hating on each other, which we, which we, we see a lot of. You know. But, that's uh, true. Yeah. That's true. I tried. I try not to actually actively, <clears throat> openly, publicly hate on another black creator's work or them in public. Like I might not like what they say. I might not like what they're doing. Yeah. But I keep that shit to myself in uh, personal conversations. Right. Because it's like, yeah. hey, I'm gonna hurt. I'm hurting the progress if I do that. Yeah, and, and <clears throat> there are certain people that you know I've known for a very long time that do amazing work but are piece of shit people i i'll be completely honest i ain't gonna say who but i know there's some people who you know and they're complete they're pieces of shit but their work and the accomplishments that they've made are monolithic now i can sit out here and talk all this stuff rightfully so because here's the thing you run around with the reputation of being a piece of shit you're a piece of shit ain't nobody making that shit up Nobody got time to make that shit up. You know, so, you know, for me to sit up here and say like, oh, you know, people got haters and everything. Usually the reason why people got haters is either two reasons. Either you really did do some fucked up shit or your shit is so cool. Somebody caught you on a bad day. So then they got some hate for you. You know what I'm saying? Like that, that's in my in my experiences, it's always what it's been. You know, but all that said, you know, there's some people who've done some monolithic work, but shitty people. Hey, it's been a long day, but can you ease my mind? What she told me. Now I got her posted up in my domain and I'm lighting up the fire with the propane in the background. Listening to cocaine. Friends came through. Then we hit a soul train. Sub bass kicking down a dough frame. 93 baby. Listening to old days. Hub city raised me. Noise niggas don't change. Do this on the daily. Don't it sound crazy? Flying out of town. Can you hear me now, baby? Be back in the wild. I've been going wild lately. Then it's going down like one o'clock in the morning. Cell phone ring ring so i pick up homeboy talking about a party we should hit up first got to clean fit up peep the get up marijuana i i i'm not the kind of person to go and talk shit and say oh this motherfucker did this and this motherfucker did that or with certain private conversations with other people who have experienced certain things what i will say see that motherfucking person i'm like yeah dude you're a piece of shit that's just, that's just how it goes <laughs> like i there's no you, there, there's. I'm, I'm gonna tell you. There's one particular artist who's a very famous artist. And I'll tell you this story. And I ain't gonna say who it is because you know people get all stupid. Um, I wanted to buy this dude's book, and it was a con, and and my table was right next to him, and it was right before all the fans came in, and 
I, I go over to the table. I was like, yo, I'm a big fan. Just wanted to, you know, I'm, I'm your neighbor. Just wanted to buy a book from you. I wanted to buy a book for my boy and see if you could sign it. Dude didn't even look at me. Mm. Didn't even look at me. And some person grew out of the fucking ground and came out and was like, oh, I'm sorry. Uh, this person isn't taking, you know, doing any signings today. But if you want to buy a book, you can buy it now. I'm like, so wait. I don't know where you came from, but this person is literally two feet away from me. Why are you speaking for him? <laughs> and this person, this artist person, was just flipping through their phone, not reading anything, but just flipping through apps. Disacknowledged the fact that I was even there. And as amazing of an artist that this person was, every time I see his shit on social media now, I refuse to even look at it. Now, here's the thing. And here's how I feel. I, look, people can admire artists all they want. It's the same thing like, you know, the old, old phrase, don't don't meet your heroes because you'll be sorely disappointed. And to all the new artists out there who's doing shit, who think that, you know, who get into that whole senpai notice me attitude. Don't do that. Work First of all, craft like, they ain't your teacher. Like, yeah. they ain't teach you shit. So they ain't your teacher. Like. Mm-mm. <laughs> You'll yes. get few. You'll get few that are actually cool enough to like talk to you, give you some pointers and everything else. And and to be quite honest, it's gotten a lot better during the years because I know a few brothers that will do it. But to some of the old school cats, come on, son. You don't be sitting out there trying to say senpai notice me, and then when you when senpai finally notice you, he spits in your on your shit, and then you get all mad. That's a person. As a person that had a shit time, ain't taking out on you as a fan. So don't, you can't, I've learned that lesson about people a long time ago. You catch somebody in the wrong day is what it is. But, but I'm also the kind of person that I don't give a fuck what kind of accomplishments you are. You a piece of shit. You a piece of shit. I, I will not acknowledge myself around you. Like I, I won't acknowledge you as, as whatever. I'll treat you accordingly. I don't care what contributions you made to the industry or to what. If your personality speaks as a complete asshole, that's how I'm going to treat you. I don't care who you are. And I think that's one of the reasons why I can never work professionally in comics, because it's not going to happen. There's a lot of assholes, B. Lots. Lots. You know. You know. The longer I've been in it, the more I see. And I'm like, mm -hmm. bruh. My thing is, and this is the the fucked up condescending shit, because, you know, I went to art school and and like comic people be acting like this and they not even like in the upper echelons of the art world like like i've i've met nicer famous artists like mm-hmm. like um takashi murakami is nice as hell yeah, yeah his yeah. shit his shit sells for like six <clears throat> figures b yep regularly he mm-hmm. got a louis vuitton bag son you ain't even got a louis vuitton bag you acting like an asshole for real like, For real. Like, I weigh way as a nice dude. Yup. Like, these motherfuck- motherfuckers who been through shit, like, Kahende Wiley's a nice guy. Like, I don't even understand. Mm-hmm. Like, why are you guys assholes? You draw comic books. I, thank <laughs> like, you. Your shit isn't even the Smithsonian <laughs> yet, but you acting oh. like you're the man. You ain't, oh. in the, you ain't in the moment, but you but you looking down on people, man? Like, well, you know what? It, it, it all goes to a particular mentality it's it's you know 
once you view as the top echelon of success is to work for bigger companies. But what people don't know is the less bigger companies can pay you, the more they profit. Some of the biggest projects I've ever worked on, indie, have paid me more than actual professionals, than, than actual real companies. Real companies, I gotta fight them to get paid. Real companies try to do bullshit and do side nonsense to get out of paying you. Yeah. Because it's, and you know what? That's just how it works. It's not like, you know, this guy is a complete asshole. That's just what it is. That's how that system goes. Fuck people over to get higher. Now, as an artist, you have to begin to ask yourself, is that the industry that I really want to be in? Or would I make my own path in the sand and make my own? That's where the real question comes into play. Now, you can go to work for somebody, but it's just a job. That's all it is. You know, Marvel can hire you to do a book. You know, you get to do multiple books. It's a job. You're making money. But I've decided that I don't want to be the person that was just on a book for like, you know, a certain run that probably get later on forgotten because there's always a better artist that comes along. It's always is, always. Mm-hmm. There's, there's never, you know, everybody used to talk about, oh, Jim Lee was amazing, oh shit. And then some other motherfucker came up. Sure. You know, it's, it's gonna happen. So leaving your legacy, now what Jim Lee is famous for is by breaking off and doing his own thing with Image. That's yeah. what he's famous for. He made his own path. He went and did it. So when, when I think of Jim Lee in that regard, I'm not thinking about his artwork. I'm thinking about the moves he made to make his own. Yeah. So, so Image 7 is a big deal. Yeah. Exactly. Exactly. People talk shit about Rob Leafield all they want. But <laughs> at the end of the day, he took it, took task on himself to create his own shit. It's what it was. And he's yeah. getting paid for the shit he made for the company he worked for. Exactly. <laughs> his shit got movies coming out. Like, I can't even be mad. <laughs> <laughs> I can't, and I can't stand that motherfucker's work. But uh, I will give him that respect. And I heard he's nice as hell to his fans. <laughs> I met, I know, I, I, to, to be quite honest, I've never met him in person, so I can't even make that call. Yeah. Um, and I've never heard. I actually, everybody's told me the same thing. He's, he's a really nice guy. But I, I, so I can't. And I, I don't make calls on people until I actually have a drink with them. I understand. That's, yeah, that's a good. <laughs> that's a good. That's a good bar to measure. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. But yeah, I, I agree. Like, I agree with what you're saying, man. You gotta. I don't know, man. Comics be weird sometimes. That's all I gotta say. Yeah, I just, I just, you know, is the reason why you know, and and, that, and that's the thing, man. The, the satisfaction and the amount of pleasure. And the fun and, and everything that I do with bounce, the, the you know, it ain't nothing like doing a bounce comic at the end when I'm finally done, you know, and, and I'm getting ready to post it. There's such a huge satisfaction. So I made this. And it is no influence from, you know, somebody trying to give me a deadline. There's no influence of like, shit, I just did this work. Now they ain't going to pay me. Mm-hmm. Ain't none of that. I made this on my own, and there's a certain amount of joy and pride which every artist should feel after they create something. And a lot of people can't. A lot of people can say that, you know. A lot of there's also a lot of people that can't. You know, they 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 don't realize that 
you know, there's such a joy in creating your own. You know, we get, and it's like I said before, we get caught, caught up in such in, in this weird narrative of like the only way to be successful is to be recognized by the bigger companies. This is, this is, this has always been ingrained in us as comic book fans and as comic book artists and, and people who love to draw comics. This has always been ingrained in our heads since we were children. When we, when we, you were a child and you picked up your first comic and you made that decision within yourself, like that's what I want to do. I want to be the person that makes stuff like this. But I bet you the first comic you got was a Spider-Man comic or a Superman comic. And those two big icons and logos that was on top of the comic, DC or Marvel, you're like, those are the guys because they're the only ones putting shit out. So my measure of success is to work for them at some point. And then you grow up as a person. Then you start from you go from a child to being a teenager. And then you start to rebel. And then you're like, nah, fuck that. I want to do my own thing. And then you become an adult and you realize that if I keep drawing my own shit, you know, I'm going to be broke. And then you become an adult adult. Like You get to that 30, 35, that midpoint. You're like, fuck. You start working for these companies. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, that it, it, it keeps going. But it takes a certain amount of, you know, faith in yourself to say, I can do that or I can create something even more iconic and own it and put it out there you know it, when you're when you're an indie artist making your own content it's like being in a relationship with someone that you love a lot but you're totally fucking vulnerable because it can end at any moment you know what i'm saying yeah. like i don't know if that that's you know it, it's a weird comparison but like you know, you're in a relationship, you're with somebody you totally love, and all of a sudden one day that person turns around and says, you know, I don't love you no more. Shit! Oh, fuck. My heart's broken. Now I gotta start again all, and, and I gotta do some other shit. I go date somebody else. Like, I get to hold, know a whole new person. It's the same thing with doing a comic. You know, if you're an indie artist and you make your own comic book up, you fall in love with this shit, you do your best, you put your all into it, the shit is off the hook, and it just may not work out. And when it doesn't, you got to be like, all right, am I going to be that dude that gets depressed and drink 24-7 and hate women and hate <laughs> everything in life? Everything must I, die. Everything must die. Or am I going to pick up the pieces and do something else and take what I learned from the past relationship and move on to the next thing? It's the same thing with making a story or making a comic. You put all your, your, your strength into it and, you know, you do all this stuff. And then next thing you know, it may not work out. Then you have to pick up pieces and do it again. You know, and and I always say that, you know, a, a, an artist, you know, grows not just with technique, but the more you grow up as a person. Changes, you know, techniques and the science of creating comics and, and drawing is one thing. You get better as it as you go along. But to actually grow as a creator, the more you live life. The more you experience experience things is what makes you grow. That's the real soul of it. You know, you, you can start a project, the issue number one of something, you get to issue 30, it's going to look like something totally different because you grew as a person as, as it was going. You know, and, and people don't people don't get that at times. You know, they go through a mechanical process. But, you know, that's how I've always approached it. Like the more I grow as a person, the more my art turns into something else, you know? So 
Yeah, man. That's I, I got all like phys- philosophical on your ass. I'm sorry. <laughs> I don't know. I think that works. Uh, before I let you go on this episode, tell me about that uh that movie thing that uh blues is it a film about? Is it about the blues? Oh yeah, yeah. Um, Sidemen, Long Road to Glory. Um, a few years ago, um, I think I think probably like 2015, it was. I started on a freelance project um, with the director, Scott Rosenbaum, and um, the producer, Jason Caddick. Um, they, it, it was a, a documentary based on the life of three blues sidemen who never really got credit for what they accomplished and these were cats that played with the greatest like we talk about muddy waters we're talking about um howling wolf uh every blues person you could think of and they were the inspiration for a lot of people um all three of these men which is pine top perkins uh willie big eyes smith and hubert sumlin and um yeah these dudes spent about 50 some odd years in the music industry you know, touring around with some of the greatest blues bands and never really got paid. Some of them ended up living in poverty, getting treated like shit. But <clears throat> in doing this documentary, they finally got recognized by the Grammys and they won. And within, mm. the, within the time that they won the Grammy, one of them died right before they got it. And within eight months of it, they, both, of, both of them, both of the other people, uh, they died. During them during the making a documentary, so my job was to come in and to take some of the things that stories that they had that weren't documented or backed up by any photographs or pictures or you know um, film or anything, and I had to illustrate these um, these scenes, which was a little weird to work on because you're taking lives of people who actually died that you know. These are these are cats who they, when they, when like when Pine Top Perkins eyes he was he was in his nineties. This dude was born in like nineteen thirteen or some shit. Mm. So I had to take and this is like when shit was real for black folk. Yeah. So I mean shit is still real now, but real back then. So you know I had to take some of those elements and um, you know incorporate them into some of the illustrations. So yeah, and you know the movie the. Movie took about eight years to make. It was a very long process because uh, Scott, who's the director, you know, not only you know these guys were like family to him. You know, he 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 made this movie about these dudes, and they died along the way of doing the film, which you know fucked everybody up for a while. Yeah, that's rough. So this 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 movie comes from a place of love you know, about the the story of these dudes. And, um, you know, it was, it was, it was like my honor to be down with it. And it's funny how life works because Jason, who's the producer on it, you know, used to be in this band called Star Killers out in New York. And he used to come to the bar that I used to work at on Rivington in Lower East Side. And when he used to come through, I'd see him every once in a blue, I'm like, yo, what's up? What's going on? We would talk comics. And then I would show him some of the shit that I would draw on my phone. Yeah. Like, that's hot. That's crazy. That's off the hook and everything. And and I would randomly see him 
at like comic book stores and shit. You know, like, oh, what's up, man? You know, and it's funny because, you know, there's a weird thing about the nightlife. And you see people that come to the bar and you see them during the day, either one or two things will happen. Either they'll come up to you and be like, yo, what's up? Or they just leave and, and act like they didn't see you because you saw them when they were wasted. So <laughs> the That's thing too is, much. it's too much. It's like, I don't want to see that dude. You saw me when I was throwing up on the corner. <laughs> so the, the funny thing was, uh, you know, he saw me a few times and then one day he just happened to call me up, you know, and he was like, yo, I really need you on this thing. So I went in, had a meeting with these cats, and then they showed me all the footage that they started doing for it. And, and I I mean, I know a little bit of blues, but I never knew that these dudes existed. Yeah. And I saw their story. I was like, you know, I'm, I'm on this, man. Just put me on it. So spent about almost almost several months getting all these scenes done while they were still cutting the whole thing together. And um, finished a few years ago. And then, you know, they they finally got the money to put it out there. And now they have a really great distributor who's about to put it everywhere now. So it's actually screening um, this week and next week here in New York at the, uh, I think it's called the Lakeview or I, I forgot. It's basically where on on Houston, where the Sunrise Cinema used to be, the the little the little indie uh, cinema cinema joint, right by Second Avenue. So it's um, airing. It's uh, screening over there for the next few weeks. Oh, that's so, good. Yeah. That's what's up. This right. is show. So I want to wrap up the episode for the folks. Um and I want to ask you, where can folks find you on the internet and your work? All right, if you if you are interested in reading Bounce, you can go to www.bouncethecomic.com. Um, on Twitter and Instagram, I'm at bounce underscore comic, and on Facebook, I am facebook.com/slash bounce strip. And that's all my social medias. All right. I want to thank you for being on the show again. And, oh, thank you. You thank know you what I'm so saying? Much. Thanks for um, supporting Inward Bliss and uh, having these good conversations we've been having all these years. Oh, definitely, man. This is, yo, this is like, I love I love uh, doing the shows with you because it doesn't even feel like a show. It just feels like a long fucking phone conversation. Because <laughs> it's, it's yeah, just, just us talking shit. Like, that's all it is. That's the way I, that's the way I want the show to be. Yep. Yep, and you got a good you got a good model right there, man. Your podcast be off the hook. Yeah, thanks. No. Ignorant Bliss is on iTunes, Google Play Music, SoundCloud, Stitcher, MixCloud. It's also a part of the Taylor Network of Podcasts. It is also part of the Critical the Movie Review Network on Blog Talk Radio. Um, you can follow on Twitter 
IGBL Podcast. You can follow me at Julian Lytle, L-Y-T-L-E, on all the major social networks. Um, Ignorant Bliss is on Facebook, so follow, like, and the such. Ignorant Bliss Podcast. Uh, please review the show on everything you can and share it. And the email for the show is ignorantblisspodcast at gmail.com. Always check for the show notes for links to the people that's on the show, along with uh, any other little factoids and links to how to listen to the show and my playlist for the show. Also, the website for the show is ignorant dash bliss.com and peace and i got a colorful aura like i got neon guts dark energy we don't touch all jewelry's beyond touch and they give a nigga colorful aura like i got neon guts higher than Elon Musk so high stars eat our dust and i got a colorful aura like i got neon guts dark energies we don't touch our jewelry's beyond touch and i got a colorful aura yeah, fam, Ferrello Mars with my fellow star. I'm like lightning striking in a metal rod. I say hello, God, and the double bar. So damn it, MX, I got a yellow card. Huh.